Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Coffee with Clarissa on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Coffee with Clarissa. Collaborative Medical Services has established a partnership with local traditional Chinese medicine provider Yangsang Integrative Health to provide customized medical care. Collaborative Medical Services now provides home-based traditional Chinese medicine treatments as part of their home care services as well as part of their mission to provide class service. The traditional Chinese medical physicians are specifically selected and trained under internal programs. Licensed by the Ministry of Health under the TCM Practitioners Board, they are able to provide holistic care for all. Money FM 89.3 welcomes Dr. Kenneth Tan Hoksoon from Collaborative Medical Services to tell us about home-based healthcare, their partnership and how patients benefit from home-based health care. Welcome to the show. Hi. Okay, let's start from the very beginning. For the benefit of our listeners who may be unfamiliar with the concept of home-based healthcare, can you explain it, unpack it for us? Um, home-based healthcare basically is an extension of uh, medical care from the hospital mm-hmm. and allows the patients to uh, transition earlier than mm-hmm. usual, especially in a uh, in our current setting, where healthcare costs in the hospitals are very high, mm-hmm. and uh, on top of it, I think uh, a foreign environment that is uh, less comfortable for the patient. Mm-hmm. So, um, home-based healthcare aims to actually fill that little gap in healthcare where patients can go home earlier and recover in their home environment. Uh, traditionally, home healthcare has been um, thought of as just chronic healthcare mm-hmm. of the elderly, disabled patients at home. Which require terminally ill, yeah, terminally ill palliative care mm-hmm. patients or patients who just need intermittent nursing care. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that's changing today, where mm-hmm. more and more complex patients uh, are opting for home care. Okay, so you're talking about post surgery or post trauma. They could have been very sick, but they can be at home. Yes, that's with right. with the right health care at home. Yes. Okay, um, I understand that to be very specific kind of health care. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, and which group of patients do you think would benefit most from this kind of home-based healthcare? I think uh, the patients who are actually undergoing, uh, say, for example, major surgery mm-hmm. or have had a critical illness, where have had a long stay in the ICU. Mm-hmm. So this group of patients usually take a very long time to recover post-ICU care. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, in the initial uh, phases of their care, they, of course, will be in a step-down unit and then finally to the general ward. Mm-hmm. And then it will follow on with a long period of general ward care before they go home. Uh, this group of patients can actually be transitioned earlier mm-hmm. to the home. And um, usually it will cut their ward state, the general ward state, by maybe even up to maybe 50% or more right. in those situations. Uh, and there's also another group of patients that uh, definitely would benefit. Uh, patients who are, like, for example, intubated, mm-hmm. who had to be on the ventilator and can't come off the ventilator easily. And this might uh, require a, a long period of time to come off the ventilator, sometimes sure. maybe months, mm-hmm. even up to a year. And um, staying in the, in the uh, healthcare facility, uh, though, I mean, we have a very good uh, support, uh, maybe uncomfortable and also costly for the patient. And sometimes the psychological impact on the patient in the hospital um, would actually slow down the recovery sure. as compared to going home earlier. There have been quite uh, extensive studies that 
people do generally, patients do generally want to be at home as soon as possible. Yes. Their, the f- familiar surroundings, their family, the family pet, yes, you know, whatever, yes. whatever the reasons. Yes. I mean, you want to be home. Yeah, sure. Everybody wants to be home. Uh, everybody wants to be home. So then that becomes, it isn't even a c- case of cost, although cost is very high. I'm mm-hmm. going to assume that home care would be better priced. Uh, well, to some extent, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're comparing uh, costs in the private hospital, mm-hmm. a single bidder mm-hmm. compared to a public hospital, of course, that's much cheaper because of subsidies. Sure. Yeah, but uh, assuming that you're you're really having to face uh, with the real raw cost of healthcare, mm-hmm. which is like uh, the most basic single bid in a p- private hospital, right? Right, um, a single day stay in the hospital might cost you even up to uh, a thousand or more. Sure. For just one patient, right? You do not get one-to-one nursing, mm-hmm. right? Whereas in a in a home environment, uh, I think it will cost definitely like maybe thirty, forty percent less, or even more, sure. depending on what resources are being uh, utilized. Mm-hmm. And you get one-on-one care. In you a have very a comfort- nurse to yourself, yes. always yes. there for you. Yes. So your family it has the peace of mind knowing that you have great care. Yes. While you are recovering. Yes, definitely. And a family doesn't have to run around. Because you imagine you have a family member in the hospital, mm-hmm. you have to visit them, you're right. visiting hours, you're rushing up and down with the crowd, right? This one, you go home and they are there. You, if you have time to go back home in the lunchtime, you, you see them there at home, sure. right? You wake up in the morning, they're there. Mm-hmm. And they're home, yeah, which, they're home. as you said, yes. might actually aid or speed up their recovery. Yes, definitely. Okay, we are speaking to Dr. Ken Tan Hock Soon from Collaborative Medical Services now. Tell us about this collaboration that you've, this partnership you've established with Yang Sang. Okay, this was really uh, something that my partner, Dr. Mm-hmm. Tan Hong Liang, uh, actually initiated. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this was really because of our belief that, you know, in our society, especially in Singapore, where mm-hmm. we are traditional, right. um, where people go to uh, the Chinese physicians for various uh, sort of uh, treatments, um, and some, some of them uh, believe that it is helpful. Right, as a complement to Western medical care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Personally, I, I my personal philosophy is it does complement, mm-hmm. right? And uh, of course, on on the other side of it all is of course the psychological impact mm-hmm. of being to uh, able to choose a form of healthcare that is not considered within the Western medicine sort of mm-hmm. um, area. Um, that you can only do it when you're at home. Because our current healthcare system doesn't allow us to bring the Chinese physicians into the general wards or the ICU right. to treat. Okay. Yeah. So patients want it, but they can't have it. Mm-hmm. So now in the in the home environment, they they can have the best of both worlds, and this does help them a lot. And personally, I do be, believe that traditional Chinese medicine actually does help. Mm-hmm. But of course, you must have a good quality, well trained Chinese physicians, and that's why we decided to actually partner with this group. Because we thought that they had a, a very uh, respectable program. They certainly have a very yeah. well-known name. Yeah, definitely. Okay. How, d- how does it work hand-in-hand, hand? Chinese traditional medicine like that and Western medicine? I mean, the, there is some belief that they don't go together. Oh. So how, well, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying I believe that. <laughs> some people do. So how does it, how does it work hand-in-hand? Hand? Okay. Uh, hmm, how would I put it? This is actually interesting because... Um, there are certain things that Chinese med- medicine cannot achieve. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you need an operation, sure. right? They do not perform surgery. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, if you, for example, if a cancer and you need chemotherapy, mm-hmm. they have no real chemotherapy a- as we know it. 
okay. right? I'm not saying that the Chinese med- medic- uh, medications do not have uh, good effects on on, uh, on some of their tumors and things like mm-hmm. that. In fact, uh, more and more um, discoveries are slowly un- uh, uncovering. Mm-hmm. Some of the traditional treatments may contain um, active drugs that mm-hmm. might help in the treatment of the patients. I see, it, uh, of course, in the home care setting as a complementary sort of a management. Mm-hmm. Where we're not talking about surgery, we're not talking about treating infections with Chinese medicine, but we're talking about um, sense of well-being, mm-hmm. we're, t- we're talking about sense of uh, symptom uh, relief, mm-hmm. and also maybe uh, tweaking a little bit of the metabolic uh, function of the patient mm-hmm. uh, with respect also to things like immunity, which, um, you know, is, although it's something that's very difficult to prove or disprove, but I think um, there are countries, other countries in the world, like, you know, China and all that, where they have worked hand in hand. So we feel that um, maybe perhaps it is time for us to move in that direction and give patients, one, what they want, mm-hmm. two, is that something that might help them. But the challenge is always, of course, to make sure that there is uh, no interaction between the medications. Sure. And therefore, it is, uh, you know, after talking to uh, Yu Yang Sang, mm. and um, we have sort of sorted out a way of uh, discussing things so mm-hmm. that uh, in case we have any doubts, we can check back with them and they will check back with us and to the best of our knowledge, try to avoid any possible clashes sure. with the medication. Okay. Yeah. Well, we are Asians, so therefore, yeah. we, we do believe in traditional medicine. I, I do. <laughs> um, and I will go to a traditional m- medicine before I go to a Western doctor, <laughs> I have to admit. I will take an herb concoction <laughs> before I take a cough mixture <laughs> for a bad throat. Uh-huh. And, and that's, uh, I think that's the majority of us. Yes, I think so. It's, it's just the, the faith and belief in the fact that it's probably better for us. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. We're speaking to Dr. Kenneth Tan Hoksoon from Collaborative Medical Services about home-based healthcare. Now, at this point... Uh, what would you say is the percentage of people who choose home-based medical healthcare? Oh, it's actually very hard for me to give you a percentage mm-hmm. because... Uh, is it growing? I think it is growing. There's a demand for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of the patients themselves and the families are unaware of what, um, how far you can go with home, home mm-hmm. care, right? I think currently, as I said, uh, you know, home care for palliative treatments and uh, for the elderly. Sure. I mean, everybody knows that. But when you're talking about patients who are on ventilators and you know, patients who are just medically more complex, mm-hmm. um, I, I think most of them assume that there, there is none. All right? Because the majority of our patients in Singapore actually are probably admitted to the public hospitals. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point in time, if I remember correctly, there was, a, there was some program that was uh, in place to help patients who are on ventilators. All right, uh, but I think they were quite overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure whether they are still running at this point in time. Okay, yeah, so it's a problem there now. So, at this point, is there assistance for home-based healthcare like yourself? In other words, can they use Medisafe? No, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> do you foresee that being something that could be included in Medisafe down the road? Yes, I think that. Uh, I, I hope to see it you mm-hmm. know, in that way, whether it's MediSafe or MediShield or even sure. the insurers uh, can come, come around to see this point that uh, moving the patient home earlier mm-hmm. to uh, home care may even save money for the insurers themselves. Sure. Right? And in the case of uh, people who are not insured, of course, MediSafe and everything will help to mitigate some of the costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's definitely cheaper than staying in the hospital. 
okay, yeah. and certainly more comfortable for the patient. Yeah, but there are other hidden benefits actually, uh, other than just comfort. I think uh, one of the very important things that uh, I feel mm-hmm. about home care is that one, the patient is in the community, so it's in a home environment mm-hmm. and uh, away from all the nasty bugs that you can pick up in the hospital. All oh, those super bugs? Aha, uh-huh, yes. You know, whether you like it or not, they are just lurking around. They are lurking, that yeah, is true. And the risk is always ever present. So what do you think some of the common misconceptions about home-based healthcare we can dispel today? Ah, okay. I think one of the myths is that um, home, home-based healthcare can only cope with in simple patients who mm. do not need uh, you know, anything that is technically challenging. Okay. And, um, you know, and it's basically only for palliative care and mm. elderly. In fact, uh, I think home-based healthcare is for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it can be tailored to everybody. Okay. And in fact, one of the reasons why we called it collaborative is because we, we, we see the need to collaborate with uh, different people to deliver this wide range of services. And there's no one party that's going to be capable of doing everything. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Then I, I'm going to assume that who you hire to do the home-based healthcare are the same kind of professionals with the same kind of criteria that you would look at, say, hiring a nurse in a hospital. Uh, it depends. Okay. It really depends because it really depends on the patient's If you've uh, got somebody on a ventilator? Oh, yes, definitely. If a patient's on a ventilator, ideally we get a, a nurse uh, who's actually trained in handling a ventilator, so mm-hmm. an ICU-trained nurse. Right. Yeah. So, of course, if the patient just needs an infusion, then a, a, a normal staff nurse would do. Sure. Or even in some cases, we just work with the family to save more costs for mm-hmm. them if they can have home help right. who are nurses in their own countries mm-hmm. who come here to work. And what we do is that sometimes we buddy them up with a nurse for a short period to right. check and to make sure they know what to do and uh, then we move along from there. Okay. I, I do believe that there is a place for this kind of treatment. Um, we had this kind of treatment for my mother at the end of... So this is palliative care. Mm-hmm. But uh, my mother was a healthcare professional. Mm-hmm. So she was very, very wary about who was looking after her and what they were doing. And she was always checking on them. Uh-huh. You are giving me that injection wrongly. You are <laughs> so the kind of care that we had for her was a little bit different. Yeah, I would, I would imagine. <laughs> And and I actually realized that she was a lot happier at home mm-hmm. than whenever she had to be in hospital. So I do believe that there is a place for home-based healthcare, whether it's palliative or otherwise. Yes. So I, I do hope that your service grows and services more of us. I might need you someday as well. Hopefully oh, not. Hopefully not, yes. <laughs> but you never know. Yes. Dr. Kenneth Tan Hoksoon from Collaborative Medical Services, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us and introducing us and our listeners to this option that they may not have realized they had. Thank you so much. You're on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.